Yo, what's up, guys? You're now listening to the Wild Youth Podcast. We serve a God who's almighty. We serve a God who says, I'm for you. We serve a God who says, I will never leave you or forsake you. We serve a God who sent his only son, Jesus, to die a brutal death on a cross and then raise again so that we could have life and life abundantly. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Because tonight we're getting to the resurrection and what that means for our lives. So welcome to the wild. You're joining us in our Death to Life series, and this is week three. So go ahead, find your seats. If you're new, I'm so glad that you are here. My name is Connor. I'm the youth pastor here. Hello. Hello. If I haven't met you yet, please find me after service. I would love to chat, get to know you a little bit, and just connect. Um, but I'm, I'm seriously so honored and privileged that you chose to be here. And this, and not just because this is our ministry, but because you're in the house of God, this is the best place that you could be on a Wednesday night. Serving the Lord, giving him your time, that's where it's at. So props to all of you for making it tonight. Let's, uh, let's be here to see what God wants to speak to us tonight. So I believe he has a word for each one of you, but we have to have open hearts, open ears to hear what he has to say. Amen? Amen. All right. Um, grab your Bibles. Luke chapter 24 is where we're going to go. Luke chapter 24. And while you're turning there, I want to say a huge thank you to Abby and Ashlyn, who made our amazing graphic back here. Huge props to them. I've been meaning to thank them for the past two weeks, and I finally put it in my notes to actually do it. So thank you. I love it. Isn't it awesome, guys? So cool. They drew that. So come on. So cool. Um, if you have a cool talent like that, you can talk to Clara if you would like to do something awesome like this. Okay? Luke chapter 24, starting in verse 1. If you don't have your Bible, it'll be on the screen, so no worries. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, Two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words. Let's pray. God, I thank you that we get to serve a risen and living God. Thank you that when we, come, when we come to you in prayer, when we come to you in the word, that it is alive, that it speaks to us, that um, it's useful for today, and God, that we can apply it to our lives knowing that it's for our good. That what you're speaking to us is to benefit us, God. So I just pray tonight that we would grow in deeper understanding of what it means to live 
in your resurrection life and power. So we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so there's kind of like a lot of meaning to Jesus' resurrection, right? There's a lot of meaning to it. So tonight is going to be part one of his resurrection, and next week will be part two because there was too much to fit into one. So tonight we're going to talk more about the practical, the literal significance of his resurrection And next week, we're going to talk about how that applies to us and what that really means for our lives. So, to kick us off, raise your hand if someone has ever made you a promise but didn't keep it. Yeah, probably most of us, right? Okay, put your hands down. Now, raise your hand if someone has promised you something and you knew that they wouldn't be able to keep it. Yeah. Either because it was out of their ability, it's out of their control, right? Okay, you can put your hands down. So how do those situations leave you feeling? Sad, depressed, thumbs down, disappointed. Yeah, for sure, disappointed. It leaves us sometimes maybe feeling hopeless or helpless or usually we lose trust in that person, right? To make a promise and don't fulfill it. You see, there's a reason that when a promise is broken that we are left with those feelings. Because promises, are they're meant to carry weight. That's why we call it a promise. That's why we make a promise. They're meant to hold meaning, and they're meant to give us hope. So the first thing that we see about Jesus' resurrection tonight is that his resurrection sealed hope for the future. His resurrection secured a hope in us for the future. See, during Jesus' ministry, while he was teaching his disciples, he wasn't quiet about what was going to happen. Like, he didn't really hide his death and resurrection. He didn't keep it a secret. He wasn't quiet about the fact that he was going to die, and he wasn't quiet about the fact that he was going to rise again. So Matthew 12:40 says for just as Jonah was 3 days and 3 nights in the belly of the great fish so will the son of man be 3 days and 3 nights in the heart of the earth. That was Jesus. Matthew 16:21 From that time Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and raised on the third day. Matthew 17, 22, as they were gathering in Galilee, Jesus said to them, the son of man is about to be delivered into the hands of men and they will kill him and he will be raised on the third day and they were greatly distressed. That was Jesus. Matthew 20, and as Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the 12 disciples aside and on the way he said to them, see, We are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified, and he will be raised on the third day. Over and over again, Jesus prophesied what was going to happen. Over and over again, he promised what was about to take place. See, he wasn't even quiet about the specifics of his resurrection. Three days, on the third day, on the third day, on the third day, on the third day, 
he will be raised. He made this declaration and this promise to his disciples multiple times. The promise was made, but in those days following Jesus' death, the people were longing to see its fulfillment. They were longing to see it come to pass. And after Jesus' resurrection, he appeared to a couple guys who were walking to a village called Emmaus. But they didn't know that it was him as he butted into their conversation. And he said to them, what things? What things are you talking about? And they said to him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. The people were longing to see that their hope wasn't going to be for nothing. Have you ever felt that way? You're in the season of waiting. You're in the season of unknown. You're in the season of questioning, of having to trust God. And sometimes you get to that point where you're like, God, I just don't want it to be for nothing. What if I invested all of this time? What if I invested all of this prayer and it's all for nothing? This is where the the people, the Israelites, the disciples were at. But you see, his resurrection proved that their hope was for a purpose. His resurrection meant that Jesus, that God, was true to his word. And his resurrection meant that he would and will always keep his promises. The second thing that we see is his resurrection proved that he has the power to fulfill his promises. Because anyone can make a promise, right? But as we learned at the start, not everyone can keep a promise. See, Jesus' resurrection showed that he not only desires to keep his promises, but that he actually has the power to do them. The disciples had already seen Jesus raise people from the dead. See, people had heard stories about Jesus raising Lazarus, right? His friend, the one whom he wept over. They had heard about Jesus raising a widow's son back to life in the town of Nain. And they were amazed at his power. But the power to raise himself to life, now that was going to be new, right? That would be a whole new level of power for them to see. A power that could only be held by God himself. And the display of his power through his resurrection showed us that he really is El Shaddai, that God really is all-powerful, that God is almighty. And so because of that, we can put our trust and our faith in him. Just like the song that we were singing, firm foundation, right? We put our faith in Jesus because he is the solid rock. He is the one that doesn't change. He is the one who is true to his word, then, now, and forever will always be true and keep his promises. 
See, we can put our faith in him no matter what circumstance we might be in. We can put our faith in him no matter what family we come from. We can put our faith in him no matter how much money our family has. And we can put our faith in him no matter how bad we, me, I might have messed things up. Because his power isn't dependent on me, it's dependent on him. So as we break up into small groups tonight, the question I want you to ask yourself, have I been putting my faith in things of the world or in Jesus? Have I been putting my faith in things of the world or Jesus? So I don't know what situation you know, all of you are in. I know some of you, I know some of your stories, I know a little bit about what's going on. I don't know everything, but God does. He's not only almighty, he's also all-knowing, which means he can know what's happening in my life and know what's happening in Aaliyah's life. He can know what's happening in Daniel's life and the other Daniel's life. And because of that, we know that we, we can still be hopeful, but that we can trust that God's got a plan. We can trust that God has a way out of a situation, or maybe for you it's a, it's a way into a situation. I don't know what that might be. So we'll spend some time praying for those of you who are in those places afterwards, but I want to start with people who haven't given their lives to God, who haven't taken that first step to even say, God, I want to put all of my hope in you. I want to give you every part of my life, and I want to see what you are going to do through that. You know, we said this at, at the start, that God sent his son Jesus to die on a cross and then rise again so that we could have relationship with God, but also so that we could just live an abundant life. It's not just about getting into heaven. I mean, heaven will be amazing, and we can't even comprehend all of the amazingness that it's going to be. But Jesus also died so that we could live abundant life now. Because there's joy to be had in life. There's hope to be had in life. There's purpose for what we're doing on earth right now. And I think sometimes we're striving so much just to get to the end, just to make it to heaven, that we lose all hope on what's going on on earth. We lose faith. We lose trust that God's even still in control. But this is where our, our real hope has to kick in. And we have to remind ourselves of God's promises. That he is still on the throne like his word says. That we will still have victory in the end. And more importantly, that he will have victory in the end. Victory over the enemy forever. So if you're in here tonight and you haven't given your life to God. Maybe you're thinking... You know, man, I am too messed up. There's too much going on. I've done too many things. I've been a part of too many things. I've let too many things happen. My family is too screwed up. God wouldn't and doesn't care about me. I'm here to tell you that it's wrong. All of that is wrong. All of that is a lie that the enemy wants you to believe to keep you from that abundant life that Jesus is so desperately wanting you to have. So if everyone could close your eyes in here, if that was you that I was talking to tonight, we're going to say a prayer together, one line at a time, 
The Bible says that in order to have relationship with God, in order to give him our life and to be saved, we have to believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. What does it mean for Jesus to be Lord? It means that his, his plan is going to be, you are going to see his plan come to fruition over your plan. You're saying, God, I want to choose your ways over my ways. That's what it means for him to be your Lord. It means you're going to serve him over serving yourself, over serving your friends, over serving your parents, over serving your teachers, over serving your coach, over serving your boss. Fill in the blank with whatever it might be for you. But I'm going to fill in my blank with God. So as we say this prayer, this is you confessing it with your mouth, but God's giving you the choice to believe it in your heart. So repeat after me. Say, Dear God, thank you for creating me. Thank you for loving me. And thank you for knowing me. Please forgive me for all I've done wrong. You call it sin. I give you my life. You are my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Keep your eyes closed. Because if that was you tonight saying that for the first time, making God your Lord, I want to celebrate with you, and I want to pray with you. You know, we're, we're about saying that God's way is better. And so you making this decision is the best decision that you will ever make in your life. Now, it doesn't mean that it's always going to be easy. It doesn't mean that your life is going to be all sunshine and and rainbows after this, but it does mean that it's going to be filled with hope. It's going to be filled with the El Shaddai God, the one who is almighty and all-powerful and who can change and will change anything in your life that needs to be changed. So I'm going to count to three, and when I hit three, if that was you tonight making him your Lord, I just want you to shoot your hand up. One, two, three. Thank you, God. If everyone's eyes closed... Awesome. Thank you, God. For the rest of us, just reach out our hands. God, I thank you for, for two hands tonight that said yes. God, I thank you that we don't have to have all of the answers. That we don't have to have full understanding of who you are or how this could possibly be that I could come into the presence of God and receive salvation. I don't have to understand how you rose yourself from the dead. But I am going to believe it. I am going to put my trust in it and my hope in it. So God, I pray over those two hands tonight. I just ask that you would fill them with that faith right now. And the faith that's rising up in them, God, I pray that it would just flow out like a river. And that it would touch every person that they come in contact with. And I pray that as they leave tonight and they go back to school tomorrow or whatever that looks like, that they will just be excited to share what God did in their life tonight. That they will be excited to share the, the new hope that they have, the new life that they have. And God, we just ask for more. Just ask that from this, you bring in more students that need to hear your word, more students that need to be saved, more students that need 
hope and healing and restoration and redemption, whatever it might be, God, we just want more of that. But we thank you for how you're already moving and what you're already doing in this place. And God, I just pray over the altar now before people have even come up. God, I just pray that there would be breakthrough at this altar tonight. That there would be hope restored. That there would be faith renewed tonight as they come before you. God, we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a shout of praise for two people tonight. Thanks for tuning in to the Wild Youth Podcast. If you like what you heard, follow us on our socials at the Wild YTH or come in person on Wednesdays from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Stay wild, fam.